Yeah, what brought you to Arinda from LA? So uh, professionally, COVID changed things a lot for me. Um, I uh, I started doing a lot, like pre-pandemic, I started doing a lot of like ambient music. I um, really want to talk to you about this. Cause yeah. and I don't think you'll know why, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll just tell you, I'll just tell you, so. Yeah. Something that almost no one knows about me, that no one, yeah, did I say it right? No one knows about me, is yeah. uh, I actually love uh, like wave sounds, like especially oh. for like at bedtime, but also I used to listen to it like on the subway in New York just to like chill yeah. out. Like I have yeah. noise canceling ear earbuds yeah. and I just liked it because part i i like new york but part of me also is starting to hate it uh especially when i think about california and so i listen to the waves all the time and i remember thinking like because <clears throat> there's all these youtube videos that you know it's like someone's putting them together i'm like i wonder what it'd be like to record the waves and like dude yeah. you're doing it right now yeah like, yeah i i fell into this accidentally i i <clears throat> at, like I realized at some point that nobody was the moniker sound bath on Spotify and Apple music. Mm. Um, and like, I don't know if, if you're familiar with that term, but it's kind of like in the like yoga community, gotcha. meditation community, like people go and they'll like, you know, people will play bowls and gongs and things like that. And so I just saw this like search engine optimization hole in, in the algorithm. And so I was, I just started and I like, I noticed that people were doing like rain sounds and, and, you know, all, all sorts of different like sound healing type of terms. Um, so that has like over the last couple of years, that has just like become my main source of income is, is uh, doing meditation sounds. And then actually most of it right now is nature sounds, rain sounds, ocean sounds. I do a lot of work wow. Apple, Apple music. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I was just in Portugal last week recording, uh, ocean sounds. Uh, yeah, I saw, <laughs> I, I saw an Instagram and I was just like, no fucking way. So like, I've never seen someone do that, it's, uh, but you're doing it. That's so cool. I, I actually have a moniker now called, I have like a ton of ambient monikers, sure. um, but one of them is is called Nature Sound Bath. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try so, it tonight when I go to bed. <laughs> I've, I've got wave sounds, I've got all, all, all sorts of sounds on there, rain. It, it's really wild. Um, it's a thing, man. Like I, if you look on Apple Music, um, It'll they'll show you like their top playlists and their rain sounds playlist is in their like top five regularly. You know, like this is like uh, above all of their major artists. You know, like wow, uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a major thing. Um, so it's yeah, I I've kind of come to it from like a sound design standpoint, where it's just fun to play with the subtleties of this stuff, and then also professionally, like it's really nice. I just, I spent a lot of years uh, making a lot of music uh, and writing a lot of songs. And a lot of times like 
I just didn't really have control of like if those songs would get released or if they'd go anywhere or, or like yeah. spend so many hours making things. And this has kind of provided this space where I can like hang out in an afternoon, play with a bunch of sound, you know, files. And, and then I, you know, like I, uh, it kind of quick, it's easy. Um, it's it like, yeah, it's, it's funny. Cause it's like the end result is this sound that people listen to re to relax and but like on my side of things as the creative like it's allowed me to relax more mm. in life because it's it's just like less intense work like it's not so you know when like i'm i'm writing a, a pop song from scratch there's a lot of like problem solving that mm -hmm. goes into it whereas like when i'm editing as an ocean wave file like <laughs> uh, it's 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 a lot yeah it's a lot less intense and and it's really changed like the quality of my life and, and like stress levels in my life did you wait so um because i don't know i can't remember if you said it so when you got into this was it was it be, not just because of search engine optimization but you were already listening to this kind of music for yoga and meditation. Is, is was it like you had already been hearing it and you wanted to go for it or what? A, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. But it was also like a search engine optimization. Oh, really? Okay. I, I was like, I want to crack. Spotify. Okay, cool. I want to, I want to figure out how to like, uh, like to me, I was like, I'm making these things and I'm out there like begging people to listen to my songs or hoping like people listen to the artists I work with, but yeah. how do I make something where I can just like attach a bunch of keywords to it that people are already looking for, you know, like the millions and millions of people out there, um, you know, I mean, hundreds of millions of people out there, looking, you know, typing things into Spotify or, or Apple Music. And um, yeah, it's, it's like, I spent so many years like marketing, like, you know, asking people to listen to my music or asking people to come to shows and and like that's the part as I like yeah recognized my values more and more and what I wanted to spend my time doing like that's it's just not it's not that exciting to me like I I want to hang out and make things and yeah uh so yeah I I kind of that it, it was truly like from a space of like how do I make something where um it's it's going to provide for me and i don't have to be like constantly trying to tell the world what i'm doing the hustle and the yeah, like some of that stuff I'm, yeah I, I mean you you're doing that all the time for so long i i imagine it's probably sucks that you have to do it forever and ever and ever it's, it's probably like pretty tough because i mean even when you're doing you know uh, bigger shows and all that, I imagine you still had to work just as hard to bring it all together, right? Or I mean, like, or were there ever moments that were easier because you had more, like, of a team running stuff? Or Sure. Yeah, I mean, um, the Milo Green project, um, that really, that was easier. That was easier. Okay. There, was, there was, like, I got, we, you know, we were in college together, I got yeah. out of college and I was doing my own singer songwriter thing. And, and yeah, that was me. Like, you know, I was like writing the songs and I was coding the website and I was booking the shows and yeah. trying to get people to come to these shows. And then I, I moved to LA and we started the Milo green project and it was really the first time where I was like, Oh, I really like to hang out and record things and make things. And I like to have other people 
mm. do the heavy lifting when it comes to all those other things. Like I'm in this because I love creating music. And and like luckily the music we made with that project during the time I was in that band, uh, like, you know, it, it kind of, it opened a bunch of doors for us where, um, yeah, I didn't like, like, you know, we could go play shows in cities and people would show up, you know, it wasn't the same kind of like, you know, yeah facebook groups and inviting all oh, friends good. to go <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> um i actually still listen to uh that first album yeah the yeah. i really enjoyed that um yeah. I, rem I remember i yeah i remember talking to you about it like how the the group like like uh the artistic direction kind of changed um and when I listen to it, I get it because uh, there there was definitely like um, some things about like the following albums where it's like, oh, this is like people are going to love this. People are going to eat it up. But it was definitely different from that first album. And for whatever, for whatever reason, that first album, just, you know how sometimes an, it's not even an artist. Sometimes it's like one album by an artist that really like yeah it just you it just like connects with you musically for whatever reason um I don't, I don't even know that it was necessarily like the message or the lyrics i think it was just like the whole the whole thing about it just like stuck with me especially because probably because i heard it live and you know had some sort of connection to the artist but um i mean do you do you ever uh still write music in that style or or i know because for anyone listening, uh, I know that like in the last few years or several years, I've mainly just like picked up on things from seeing what you've been up to, like on Instagram or social media. So like, I know that you, and as you've been saying, you work with different art, you write for yourself, but you also write for other people. Like you, you're doing a lot of different things. So what, what kind of music are you working on now or have been working on the last couple of years outside of, the ambient stuff yeah um yeah there like i when i got out of milo green i just started like writing with as, as many people as i could and um i was lucky i i had kind of a, a publishing connection and publishing deal where i was doing a lot of music for tv shows um and it was it was cool because it was i could kind of just like make pop songs and make songs that lived in like uh the indie yeah indie indie yeah. pop world and they would work um, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've found like, I've found, yeah, this kind of wheelhouse and producing music and recording music. That's, uh, it's definitely like, um, it ranges anywhere from like kind of folk music and like yeah. singer songwriter Americana to like, I have some artists that are more R and B to some that are more like mm. kind of Radiohead. Um, so yeah, it's, it definitely like, I, I grew up, you know, we, we connected in college like theater and musical theater yeah. so i have like a background and a lot of like to me like musical theater and i did jazz and i did choirs and to me like i, I just uh i did i played classical music growing up so um i like to me their genres i can i, I like kind of going in and out of different genres um but like uh i i started a project uh called the guest and the host and yeah. that's um, to me, that was kind of a continuation of, of uh, 
it, it, to me, that project currently is the like authentic representation of my my musical desires and passions. Um, and so, yeah, it leans a little bit like some somewhat in the world of the first Milo record, uh, indie, you know, folk Americana um, type of thing. Yeah. And, uh, as, you know, <clears throat> one thing I really wanted to ask you about that you're reminding me of um, is like, because I'm so curious about how things work. And, um, you know, I don't want to overstep with questions about like money and stuff, but I'm just sure. curious, like, because there's so many people like either myself or friends of mine who... I'm sure you can probably think back to when you just had no idea when, how the business worked. Okay. And so I'm just curious, like, are there any, I don't even know where to begin this question, but like, are there any sort of things you've learned for like ways to kind of standardize things where, uh, you know, if you're the songwriter and you're working with a singer, you pay them this much or, if you're working with a producer, you pay them this much, or I don't even, like I said, I don't know how to begin this, this topic, but like, are there things you've kind of learned about the money side for what is the best path for um, like, for example, let's say someone's like, they're starting out that like you were like, I, I think you started writing in high school. So like, if you're probably writing your first couple songs where you're like, oh, I think I'm gonna do an album or I might do singles or I might try and do Spotify or I might go try and collaborate. Like where, where's your head at it when you think about that situation? Sure, I mean, I, I think like you kind of started this topic going like, I don't know if I should ask this, but like, I think this is information that like way more people should be talking about. Cause like, yeah. don't talk about the business side often as as artists. Like I was just talking to my partner today and and like, we were talking about actually like th there was this guy Eric Frank in college and and yeah. we just like made things like I, I I have I am forever indebted to him he was the first person to show me like oh we could just hang out and I could record things we were recording onto his laptop and he wasn't charging me any money and like mm -hmm. so often like that's just how mm -hmm. <clears throat> artists like they just go oh let's make things together you know yeah. and yeah over time I was like oh gosh I gotta figure out how this like pays my bills and nobody has shown me really this path, you know? So I got like definitely a crash course in uh, having to navigate like what that looks like. Um, and, and I think so often it's like, it's it's hard to like establish a precedent for like, yeah. what is my hourly rate? And, and, but like, once you start to like find those, like those things, then it starts to get easier or like, like from a songwriting standpoint, like I had a lot of friends where it was like, great, the three of us are in this room right now, the three of us split this song, no matter who yeah. wrote what of the song, you know, but there are people who don't live by that. Like I've, I've had people mm -hmm. who like, yeah, they, you know, they were like, oh, okay, well, you wrote this section of the song, so you're going to get 10% of the song. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's, there's kind of like learning uh yeah learning how to navigate those conversations it's um yeah and, and it gets easier when you like start to have the people that you work with and and you know how you operate but um but yeah it's it's a clunky thing getting into it um th there are some artists where i co-own things with them 
and uh, I just believe in our ability to like make things and and get you know things streamed or get things placed in TV shows. Um, there are certain artists that like pay me an hourly rate, um, and then oftentimes with those people, like I'll take a, a small percentage of like the streaming royalties. Um, mm -hmm. In the in the last like five years, some really cool shifts have happened in the music industry with distributors where. Like, uh, you know, if you and I wrote a song together, uh, we could uh, you know, put it online and then when we get paid, you get X amount and I get X amount and nobody has to deal with like paying each other. Um, yeah. And that's like a very new thing. Like the technology didn't exist yeah. to do that uh, until literally the last like five, six years. So uh, yeah, it's, it's been like a really nice really nice shift for me because when I started getting into producing I would like work with artists and they'd be like great I'll like pay you that <laughs> pay you some of the royalties and I'd like spend my life like you know every couple months being like yo you haven't paid me yet to where you know like and it's like I know it's 17 dollars but like to me like the way I've built a living is like I, I actually I, um do you remember Spencer Williams from college yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he had this. He has this term that I, I've I've really leaned into, called digital busking. Okay. And, uh, I, I, you know, I like there was a while there in college where I would like go to farmers markets and stand on the corner and people would film sure. me and you know and uh, I even did that in the, the New York subway at one point in time. But um, uh, so I see myself as a digital busker. I see myself okay. as. You know, I'm at the street corner of like Soundbath and Spotify, and anyone who is coming through there, uh, I'm getting you know like 0.4 cents every time someone streams my song. And yeah. If I like, I've the way I've thought about it is, I, if I can be as many places as possible, you know, if I could be making you know four tenths of a cent uh, in thousands of different places at once, yeah. I can create a career. Uh, that like I can I can sustain myself through uh, through streaming, uh, you know it it is a very it's a tough you know I, I know a lot of indie uh, artists with you know with some good traction you know getting good streams but it's not enough to just live off of that often you know maybe it's a thousand dollars a month or something like that you know so you know it's easier for me as a producer and especially dipping into the like ambient world and the nature sounds that we're talking about. Like I can just be spreading myself really far and wide, yeah. Uh, and 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 that's how I've built the living with with songwriting, especially the last few years. What you made me think of a couple things. Like one thing I'm curious about is, um, so you know how it's not even just Spotify, but they're the they're the poster child of streaming, and like you know, obviously there's a lot of like animosity towards them because of the pay and how um i mean like you said it's like a fraction of a penny per listen or whatever and then i've seen those charts people share and i don't know i one thing i like let me just say a couple things because I'm, I'm sure you have a different perspective which is what i want to hear but yeah like on, on the one hand, I think about how, what are the other options for artists? So like, is there a way around it? Because part of why they have all that attention and why I think 
musicians feel the need that they have to be on there, like that they're powerless in the matter is because like, maybe there's not a good alternative, but also I think there's like this kind of dark side to it that people don't talk about much, which is, I feel like it exists because so many people aren't willing to pay artists to hear their music. Like if the paywall was too great, people would just go back to LimeWire and BearShare and just right. steal it. Sure. And it's almost like, I, so sometimes I wonder in my mind is, despite the negatives, is it actually the best of the worst options in a way? Like, I don't know, what, what have you thought about yeah. the money in Spotify and other streaming services? Sure, sure. I, I mean, I think it's a good point you're making. Like, we've just hit this point with technology where, like, subscription services is kind of like this. It's a very convenient model. Like, here's $10 a month, and I get all of these, like, movies at once, or I get all of these, you know, all these albums to listen to. Um, you know, Spotify, like, the actually, like, when you look at streaming, like, like YouTube is actually, I don't know why they don't get more flack. Like, YouTube really? pays a lot less and like the majority of music listening still happens on on YouTube for most oh. people. It's like it's like 50% or something. I that that's a, you know, that's a rough estimate from things I've seen in the last few years, but um you know, like it's it's hard. Like I I've um I've seen I've, there, there's some data that you know this is Spotify put this out so yeah know, they have their own agenda but yeah. I they, they they said look like we're now at a point where we're making more off of streaming like collectively as an industry we're making more off of streaming than we were as from CDs mm. and and that money is dispersed across way more people than mm. it was during the CD era because the CD era, you had these like, you had a, like a really small like population of the, of the artists who were actually making a living. Mm. So like, you know, like I I don't like I, I I get the I get the frustration from artists when they're like we're not getting paid enough, but like I I I think that the like the game right now like there was a number of years where I was like I was I was teaching music lessons I yeah. was um I was you know re recording albums with people I was I'm, placements like to me it's it's the artist in this economy uh needs to kind of have a number of like roles they could fill at any time and yeah you make a living like by kind of having all of these things and and yes it's a, it's a bummer that like you know you can't put your music online and have you know a hundred thousand people streaming your music a month but then you're still not able to like really afford to live um yeah but like um it, it does seem to me like it is a really cool it's a it's a great opportunity like that has not been afforded to us before in history that like we can make things, put it up somewhere. Oh yeah. All over the place can find it. Like, I, I really do think like the algorithm uh, and again, like I'm coming at this, like I make the, the bulk of my living comes from streaming. 
like yeah. I, I, but I reverse engineered how I was going about it. I was like, yeah, there's a way to do this. That's not just like, uh, uh, like, I, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess like so often it's like, I feel like people are like, I want, I'm doing my project and why isn't it bigger? And why don't more people yeah. like me? And why am I not getting more money from it? Whereas my headspace doesn't like, doesn't spend time with that. I'm like, mm -hmm. here's the game. Yeah. Here are the rules of the game. How do I exist within the rules of this game and make the most of it? I, yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I mean, and I just, <laughs> I always try to like, tiptoe around these things a bit because I don't want to be too much of a hard ass and just be like, yeah, it's re like, listen, you're not going to make a living off of your first album on streaming, but, and like, how do you adapt? And like you have, but I also just want, but you also brought up another thing, which is like the people can record, like anyone can record stuff. It's not like 20 years ago where you like, yeah. you couldn't where, you, I mean, I remember, like high school college like looking at uh like the recording gear at guitar center and it was just like how does anyone ever record anything like this, this is like to do like a demo tape and all that stuff yeah like yeah. the people who are i mean it's like it's a it's just a totally different game game and i think it is a net positive with technology but but also going off of that like so you are able to make money in different ways with streaming, but do you all, but going back to like part of that, do you think like if people, like I'm thinking of from the musician or the recording artist point of view, like, okay, I'm not like, I'm not gonna make a living from my first or second album on Spotify. Have you noticed things with people other people who are adapting in different ways like creating like patreons or like right, pre right. or like vip experiences at their shows or like right. other ways to because i know that the big time artists are charging like triple you know once once streaming took over of course the people at the top were able to adapt because they have teams to figure it out right yeah and like yeah. The, those concert tickets are insane yeah, no, and that's where like we I I I didn't even think talk I talk about touring because it's not really part of my headspace these days. But like that is for a lot of artists where they can make some good money if they if you know again it's that's also a really rigorous lifestyle and sure. and hard to hard to do. But uh, there can be really good money in it if you if you get to that right level. And you and you're right like um, VIP experiences merch um you go to a, from a it's like a patreon type of situation where you know you are you have like special access um to you know special content for, for people only fans really... <laughs> <laughs> here can, is my nipple <laughs> you can sell feet pics <laughs> no one will know <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a while it's a really I, I it's a noisy world i there's an artist that i work with she, she just rec uh, put out an album last year it's called screaming into the void and yeah. and i i get that like it's uh there is there's it's it feels like you're trying to be heard it's so many so many i i think that being heard is a really foundational just life experience for humans um 
wanting to be heard, wanting to be seen. Um, and now you have all this technology that like amplifies every person who has that same technology. And there's a lot of people out there trying to be seen and heard, you know, and I, I, rem yeah. I remember talking to a, a manager who had come up like working with like Lionel Richie and people like that in the seventies and eighties. And he was like, yeah, then like, you didn't like nothing else was really competing for people's yeah. attention from an entertainment standpoint. Like, oh, true. You like you were competing with movies. Yeah, like, that's, that was you know what people would go have have at their you know fingertips. Uh, maybe TV shows or something. You know, early, yeah. early on, but like, um, but yeah, now like everyone is being entertained all the time from the moment we yeah. wake up we're scrolling and being entertained and so it's like it's a really like yeah building it's a daunting thing to be a part of that but i i also think like we've been tapping into like there's some tremendous to tools and if you can go about it strategically you can find your route through it uh if if you're smart and you just keep it yeah adapting and pivoting and and moving through it what like um have you noticed any uh i mean maybe the answer is what you're doing with finding holes in seo and and just like finding where there's a need that you can you know feel that need but i was thinking about how um like coming out of college like I think uh, a lot of artists at that time, it seemed to be you're becoming more aware of ways to like use your art in a, I don't know if you would call it a more corporate sense, but like for actors, it's, oh, you should do commercials because like you get the money and then you can use that money to take classes to hopefully book the big thing or pay, pay for your life. Yeah. And the, the the parallel that I want to get to is I remember after college I think you were probably the first musician I knew of who was getting music on tv shows and movies and stuff and that's when I started to hear about oh yeah that's like that's one of the best ways for musicians and artists to like legitimately make a living is not necessarily not necessarily their fans, but sometimes it's more like these bigger business entities yeah. that can come in and be like, so is that still a viable thing? Or is it like, where are the little like, I don't know, what are the secrets? Where is it like, oh, people sure. should really try and sell their music here or to, you know, Japanese commercials or I don't know, like what's the, yeah. <laughs> where's, yeah. where's the, where's the opportunity? Right, right. And um, with music with and with my path, I got really lucky because Milo Green got signed to a label that was actually like it had started as a music placement company. Um, okay. The woman, this woman, Alex Patsavis, who she actually did like the music for the OC back in the day and she did music for like Grey's Anatomy and shows like that. Like she was like a she really actually was the person who kind of changed how pop music was was put into uh, uh, TV shows. Um, so like kind of firsthand, like I, that was kind of dropped into my lap, that kind of opportunity. And 
and um and so uh yeah i mean that that has been a huge part of my uh income the last like uh, decade uh yeah it was a huge part of of how i've made a living um and and yeah like i, I think uh you know 25 years ago it was seen as like we're not going to be in a commercial that's like selling out and yeah and now like i don't think people i i know very very few people who would ever feel like that at this point um because it's like no we're just trying to make a living doing this uh and that's where like that's somewhere some of the best money is I actually, I heard, a, um, I was listening to a podcast with Sylvan Esso yesterday. I don't know if you know who they are. No. Um, uh, they're like a pop duo that I really love. And um, they were talking, like, they said the way they make money is like car commercials and touring. Um, okay. Uh, even for a band like them, I mean, maybe they're, I think maybe they're signed to a label or something, but, um, you know, it's it's big money. You know, if you can get us uh, uh song on on a tv show or a, a, you know a commercial um, yeah yeah it's it's uh it sustains the artist's livelihood and i think we've always like you know like even you go back to thinking about like mozart or whatever like he had kings he had like royalty yeah that was like funding his ability to do this like like and we're, that's kind of, you know, okay, Apple Apple yeah. is now the modern day, like, Prince of Wales or whatever. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, uh, like, when you're writing music, do you, is that, like, cause, can that ever factor into how you write a song? Or, or oh, yeah. is that, does it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it has. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's. I've definitely there was like a period of time where I was like trying to find the sweet spot of like how do I make the thing that I want to make but also like live in the world that I know yeah get placed um and that was that was a lot of my game for a while you know when I talked about like the last few years of reverse engineering Spotify like there was a yeah. couple years there where I was like oh sorry <laughs> my... <I'll> get... <laughs> yeah just I'll someone get... trying to FaceTime me <laughs> um yeah there was there's the couple years there where i was reverse engineering um how to license get a song in a show and my goal was like how do i make something that like feels like me and feels like something i want to make but also you know like yeah like there are certain ways like like specific like pronouns or cities uh like sometimes those lyrics uh, are too specific, you know, and and so there there'd be things like that where like you know we take it into consideration, you know. Okay. Um, uh, or yeah, there's kind of musical styles and genres of like oh I know like this artist is getting placed a lot. Um, so and and you know there are certain artists where I would work with and you know it'd be for their project and you know in that case you're trying to more like you know honor what the project is but there are a lot of people that i i work with and um have worked with where we are literally just you know like i know a lot of people who you know they will never probably be famous musicians but they make a great living just writing a library of songs for placement um yeah in tv shows and we just go in and we're going like okay this is we're just gunning for a placement you know 
Yeah. Did did you more often than not find that, um, like, how, how often was it that you would deliberately try to write a song to get picked up in one of the, like, for one of those situations versus, you know, oh, this other passion project song that I did, I didn't think anyone would like it, but they picked that up. You know, what's the yeah. balance of yeah it, it's it's changed over the years there was a period of time where like that was kind of every day i was trying to or, or most days i was trying to to be getting something for placement because that was kind of my main that was yeah. kind of the foundation of my income um it's it's changed a lot like I, i'd say maybe now i have like one or two a month that i'm i'm doing that uh with with, with various artists um or but usually the ones that you end up selling to like a commercial or a TV show or a movie, are they more often than not the songs that you intended to for that purpose? Is what I'm saying, or like, mm. do you ever have another song where you're like, oh, this will never get picked up, and then it gets picked up, or is it more? Hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting question. I'd I'd have to kind of like go back. I I would say the majority of them, I, I, man, I kind of think the majority of them are probably the ones that I went into thinking like yeah. this is a placement song. Um, uh, yeah, like the, the last few years. And uh, do you have a, uh, what is it, a, a, a company that you work with that just has your, that you just, here, see where you can get me some money for this basically? Sure, yeah, yeah. So, I, um, I have a couple, I had a publishing deal for a while. They ha They, represent a certain portion of my catalog. I have another company that I work with now. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I love that. Like that to me, um, I get to make things, I get to hand it off to someone and that person becomes like a salesman mm -hmm. in, my, in my view of it. Like they have a Rolodex of contacts and they're constantly saying, hey, we have a need for, they'll send me like a long email with a bunch of oh. different references or, or you know, lyrical content. Uh, um, and I, I really enjoy like that kind of, you know, go sifting through there and going, oh, I could totally do a song like this and uh, pumping, pumping those out. Oh, really? Uh, so if they're like, oh, someone's looking for a song about uh, Arinda, you would be like, oh, maybe I can crank one out. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I could be inspired by Arinda. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I get I get those emails every month or two, um, you know, and maybe they'll have like, I don't know, 10, 15 different uh, people, you know, some of their contacts, con uh, contacts asking for different songs and they'll be really specific, like, we want this to sound like uh, the Michael Kiwanuka record or, or there was a while there where like everybody wanted things to sound like Billie Eilish, like, oh, it, was, yeah. it was totally a thing. Um, so yeah it's uh you know but there's a, actually recently i feel like the the references have been getting cooler which it's it's fun to see it, like cooler just more artistic uh less okay. less like just kind of cookie cutter um yeah, Is, yeah are you familiar with um art list or any of those so i'm curious um because so when i do various videos or content or whatever there's this there's a bunch of these websites now but they're basically uh subscription services where 
I can go on there and I can find background music for videos to post on YouTube or whatever. And it's, it's the same process of like, you pay a monthly fee and whatever music you use or download, you get the rights to post it in your videos, whatever. And it's, yeah. it's designed for small content creators, but I'm wondering, yeah. is it just a matter of time before that becomes how people get your music, you know, for movies and TV shows? Right, right. There is a company that I have some songs through called Musicbed. Okay. Um, and it's the same, same type of thing. Um, so yeah, there is, uh, there, yeah, there is a, um, they're like kind of like servicing a different demographic, you know, like that, that yeah. seems to be more like, Hey, I've got this wedding video that I need music for. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, and it's, yeah, much easier to kind of, uh, do these kind of micro licenses in that way. Um, but, but yeah, do you like, think it's a, just like a, I'm just wondering, like, so from what I've heard from different friends about the kind of money you could get from a commercial or a TV show or whatever, I mean, especially thinking if it's like a jingle or like background music for a commercial, what's to like, you know, just <laughs> what's the, what's the, to stop them from just saying, Oh, I'll go pay 10 bucks a month and get a different jingle rather than I'm going to pay sure. Andrew, how many, however many thousand dollars. Sure. Sure. I mean, I, there definitely has been over the years, I've seen a drop in how much they are paying these licensing fees for TV shows. Absolutely. Oh. Um, uh, so yeah, that it's definitely a, a thing. I, I, you know, um, hmm. it's an interesting question. I, like, yeah, why, why, why does the company like ABC keep going to this person who they know they're going to get a $5,000 quote from when they can just go over here and get a, like a hundred dollars song? Well, I'm sure there's a quality difference, like, but, right. but I'm just wondering right. long-term, like, I just can't help but think with the way that things change, like there's going to, cause I would think like, if you're talking about a movie, like a easy example would be Tarantino. He picks very specific songs. Like he's not going to, he's not going to go sit on a website and listen to these random things. He, he wants like a specific song. He wants to pay what he needs to pay for that song. But I'm just wondering for, yeah, TV shows, is that going to hurt artists long-term who are used to this like structure? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of think that the infrastructure to some degree will continue like there will be this like kind of like um, community of of TV movie type of people that like the fees are a little bit higher and you know like but I, but I, I yeah I think there's space for both I think okay. there's space for both well that's good <laughs> I hope there's both I want yeah. uh, my musician friends to make that money. Especially because that's an important thing. That I, I mean, I think it get, it starts to get into like this is a slightly different topic, but like, um, but it, it, it's 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 kind of rooted in the same thing. Where I'm, I, I've been thinking a lot about TikTok. Um, yeah. TikTok 
they actually have licensing fees for TikTok. Like if you were to go and find one of my songs on TikTok and use it in your video, you, they, TikTok would actually pay me a licensing fee, but it's like teeny, 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 tiny. You know, sure. Like 0. 0.0001 cent or something crazy. Um, uh, but like, but like, that's part of this economy that I think you're, you're hinting at is like, where you, you kind of have these like, uh, contracts already kind of set up behind the scenes. So anybody can go and here's the video, me, you know, making dinner tonight to show to my TikTok followers, uh, <laughs> with this song I really like in it and, yeah. and the like licensing fees is already taken care of by this like micro agreement that's that's set up you know already within the infrastructure of the app you know yeah um, it's interesting with TikTok because they only pay per per use they don't pay per view so like i've had uh, during the pandemic i had uh, one of my sound bath tones go like viral and get like literally uh, like a billion streams on TikTok, and i it, I like made like somewhere around like hundreds of dollars <laughs> <laughs> um, because yeah, it was only attached to maybe like, I don't know, 30,000 videos or something. Um, oh, so it's the vid number, it's the video, not, well, that seems weird, huh? I wonder, <laughs> like, do you think that's gonna stay, the, do you think that like some of these things are gonna be set in stone or do you think it's gonna change or people are figuring it out? that sounds I mean, it sounds a little weird doesn't it <laughs> right but like it's like i said earlier about youtube like you yeah. kind of have these agreements that come into place and you're like who negotiated this exactly like, who, like how when did we agree to to paying this rate for things and um yeah i don't know man it's uh it's a wild time to be making a living as a, as a creative well i'm like <laughs> I want because part of what I wonder is like, I mean, if it's as good as it's going to get for the artist, then and maybe our perception is just off. And like, if we saw behind the curtain, it'd be like, oh, I get why they negotiated it that way or whatever. But if there's if it's really off, it seems like there would be an opportunity for another company to swoop in and be like, well, we're we can still make a profit and pay you five times as much. We could pay you a penny as opposed to a 10th of a penny or something, you know, something like that. Right. I just, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, you're talking about title right now. I don't know if you've heard oh, is that, that what they do. Oh yeah. Tidal? They're the one owned by, yeah. is, who is it? Jay-Z. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's still Jay-Z, but it was, it was like, actually, I think it's a block, uh, a Jack Dorsey's company now. Oh. Owns title. Okay. Um, um you know, he owns like Square and stuff and Cash App. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's kind of their model is like we can pay. And they, they actually do a really cool thing too, where um, if if like, say I go on the app and I'm, you know, mostly listening to, you know, your music most of the month, they'll pay like an additional fee to you because like they saw, oh, this person came and it doesn't make sense to like spread this person's money around. Like the the $12 a month or whatever it is should mostly go to you because you were the actual, you know, artist that they were listening to uh, when they yeah. came to. And, and that's a model that people have been trying to push 
Spotify towards? Because right now what actually happens is um, you pay the $12 a month and then there's like some sort of like calculation behind the yeah. scene that distributes the money kind of evenly based on how many streams everybody gets. Um, yeah. Whereas like, you know, this other model we're talking about, I pay my $12 a month. All I listen to is the Beatles. And so why doesn't that $12 just go to the Beatles? Why does it go to everybody? Mm. Uh, and it would change things a bit for, for the artists. Um, I've, I, people say it would be for the better. I haven't really run the numbers, but I, um, you know, I, I think it's, a, you know, getting back to your point, like there is, there's some space in here for new companies to come along and say like, hey, I think we could do this better and I think we could treat the artists better. And, you know, that's where like, as a society, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to see like titles never really got off the ground. It's still pretty much Apple music and Spotify as the top. Yeah. Um, Spotify, I've never tried title. Apple music actually pays more than Spotify. They, they say that they pay actually a cent between the like people who own the song and the people who uh, own the recording and yeah. all of that so and yeah i i make significantly more off of a off of a apple music at this point and I, and the same content works for like the particularly the sound bath like that it works just as well on apple music versus spotify it's not like it's not two different audiences um well that's kind of a complicated question uh, like there there is for a while there it was just um i was like the audience was mostly people organically finding me and sharing it and passing it to friends and more recently i've started working with another company that specifically does like they have content they have connections with playlisters yeah so yeah i've heard there is so there's a you know, a guy at Apple Music, there's a bunch of people, you know, at these companies where they will, um, they, they are in charge of the rain sounds playlist, they're in charge of the yoga <laughs> playlist. And so I have put some energy into navigating into that world. And, and like, that's, you get so many more streams when you have, like, it's, it's, I just it's it's the gatekeeper thing man like it, it's it's yeah. it's just kind of like it's it's kind of how art is I just think it's how business life life in business is is yeah people do things for people they know often and so you kind of have to find you know you have to find the gatekeepers um so are you sending cookies to the <laughs> oh, to the ocean waves guy at Apple. <laughs> Here is your weekly cookies. Yeah, the streams. Hey, yeah. <laughs> no cookies yet. No cookies. Okay. Yet. No. <laughs> well, I've, I mean, I've heard. I uh, what was it? It was probably a year or two ago. I started seeing some guys on TikTok who were showing how they would uh, they would release songs and finagle the system by finding Spotify playlists and then you pay the playlist owner, but then you get millions of listens. I've heard of that game. I actually haven't heard of what you were just talking about with like established within the company. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. There was, that was a thing. It seems like they've kind of cracked down on that a little bit. Mm. Um, but I, but I, it's still a thing. Like, actually there's a guy that I've, I've done quite a bit of work with, um, out of the UK called Alex Rainbird. And he has a, a, like a folk YouTube channel, like a folk Americana Mm. song singer songwriter. And he, he's got an interesting model and um, it, it's been an interesting topic um, for me and other people because he, um, if you can kind of submit to his channel and um, if, if he likes your song and wants to put it on a compilation, you, uh, he, he sets up an agreement where he would take 50% of the royalties. Okay. And uh, and, and you, you split the royalties pretty much with him. And it's a very, it's an inter- interesting intellectual debate, I think, from a, from a financial standpoint. Like, well, here's this person and they didn't make any, they didn't make the song, but here they're asking for half the money of the song. But, but then yeah. you have the reality is like, no, he actually gets a lot of streams. Like here's, like his, his side of things is, I've built an audience and yeah. I've built a consistent audience and now I need, I need to live. So yeah. I'm taking your song and you know, he doesn't, um, how do I say this? Like if I put the song compilation, I'll have the song out, you know, previously and he doesn't tap into that money. Um, yeah. It still lives on another album. And, and, you know, it's, so it's like this, it's a very specific agreement just for this one compilation and anyone who comes to that compilation clicks on my song, he gets half of the money. And um, I, I've sent a lot of songs to him throughout the years because uh, he gets real traction. You know, like, like I said earlier, I don't want to spend my time begging people to, to listen to my songs. I just want to hang out and make more songs. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it, I, it makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. I think that <clears throat> if the agreement works, it works. It also makes me think about like, because how you're saying about like, you know, fifty percent is a lot for for a lot of people when you first think of it. But it's also like, um, I feel like sometimes as artists, um, especially when I was younger, like, it's common for us to think like, it's like we don't we don't live in the reality that we can say no. It's like we want to say yes and have it our way, and it's like, but. That's part of the power. If you don't like it, you, you can always say no. You don't yeah. have to do it. And I think yeah. that's part of, probably part of his the his perspective too, where it's like, this is what yeah. I, this is what I need to be happy. Like, yeah. like yeah. you don't have to take it. <laughs> and yeah. but yeah, I had a mentor um, kind of towards the end of Milo Green when I was and I was kind of right before I was doing a lot of kind of producing on my own, and um, he. My, this this guy George he emphasized agreements um, and and um, how important agreements were and I, over time like I, it's just it stuck with me so much because um, I, I think as artists like you just pointed out like there's this desire to say yes to everything and be a part of everything but then all of a sudden we've agreed to something that doesn't mm-hmm. actually feel good potentially. Yeah or um or yeah we get frustrated or or feel used or whatever but you're like wait a minute i agreed to this you know so um like there was a period of time where it was really important for me to reflect on and and be very aware of the agreements i was setting up with people 
and yeah. I'd be very direct about the agreements. You know, like if an artist was coming in, I'd be like, all right, we're recording a song right now. We're going to be co-owners of this song. Great, great, let's go. You know, and instead of, you know, doing all the work and then yeah. uh, a month <laughs> later, once you've put hours into this, people going, well, I think I own the song. And you're just like, you know, like that kind of <laughs> shit. Yeah, that can really get in the way. And uh, really, yeah, it can, it can really derail the artistic collaborations, you know, if, if uh, you know, like, like I was saying earlier, they're like, it's really nice when you have a certain precedent with the people you're working with. So it's just, you don't have totally. to like navigate those agreements all the time. Do you, uh, do you usually put it in writing? I, yeah, I do. I do. I've learned yeah. that the hard way. Um, and uh, there was a while there, for a while I had a, uh, a lawyer and, and at some point I was like, you know what, the agreements that I'm pretty much doing with most people could be like summed up in about three sentences. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, there are certain people where like, you know, we've just spent so long collaborating that like we don't have issues. But yeah, like certain uh, if I'm working with a new person, I'll send an email and say, you know, here's my charge. Here's when I will. Here's my expect money. Here's when I will send you things. Here's what to expect from me. And, you know, please write and agree to this, you know, and like yeah. that way, uh, that way, because yeah, I've had a, I've had a, an instance um with an artist a number of years ago where we got to the end of a process and uh we started we got a placement on something and we were not uh we thought we were in agreement on what on our our deal but we weren't and it really uh caused a great falling out and luckily we've repaired that um over the years but uh and, and we're, we collaborate again but uh i, I just it's it's those kind of things that I, I was like i this is uh it's it's part of the learning lessons of being a creative um yep. i think um but it can be you know with with directness it can really be uh navigated around <laughs> I yeah i i feel like uh some of that stuff it's almost like uh like when i when i used to first think about contracts I used to think like, oh, this is so you can sue someone, you know, like that's what that's for. But now I re now I think of them as agreements, like you're saying, because it's like yeah. and sometimes it's like what you said, sometimes it's just an email. But I'm just so paranoid, especially the bigger the project where it's like yeah. I've realized it's not it's not about it's not about like going to a judge because like. I'm not going to go to a judge. Like, are you kidding me? Like, uh, I hope I don't have to, but sure. it's just like making sure people are on the same page, you know, yes. like, and, and yes. just like, and, and that, um, and that is, uh, I've been like producing some stuff in New York, like smaller, smaller shows and, and stuff. And from, from my first one, I was just so paranoid, not about, but, you know, at that point, it wasn't like, oh, I, I think someone might have to sue or there might be some legal thing. It was just purely like, OK, if I'm going to invest my time, like, are do you do you assume anything that is just totally different than what I assume? And it's like, yeah. can we just yeah. can we just write this out? And I don't even know if I I think there's been a few times I've had people like do a formal signature. But now <laughs> but it's like 
you know, what's the point? But now I've done some emails like that, even with really close friends, because, uh, you know, that it's just, that's the, that's a huge fear of just like, oh, well, I assumed that I could do whatever I wanted with this project, (laughs) or I assumed I, you know, or I assumed I was going to get this much or, and Uh, and fortunately uh, that hasn't happened with me yet, but I'm, but it's, uh, it still terrifies me because then it compromises the, the work you did and the yeah. art right I, I and like you know sometimes you, you agree to something and then a, a year goes by before you ha- actually have to like reference what you agreed about and like mm. i don't know your memory but like my memory like uh, <laughs> yeah i don't like I, what, what was that conversation we had on that one day it's like here's the email this is what we agreed on. Like it, it just, yeah. and there, yeah, there have been times where I get to go, oh yeah, that's what we said. Great. This is how, that's how we'll move forward. You know? And so what in your, in your world, is it just like, it basically comes down to hourly rates or percentage cuts or what is there? What, what are some other things like whose name goes first on the authorship or like <laughs> what kind of, what kind of stuff is in there or could um, be in there? Depending yeah, on the it's, situation. it's a lot about hourly rates. It's a lot about uh, percentage cut, like you said. Um, I, I say, like often, I'll say, you know, I want half the money up front, and then mm. I'll have the other half before I send you the final files. Like, because gotcha. so, like I kind of have like my own uh, stop in there where like yeah, I have control of like i you know i will only send people mp3s until you know and it like you know most of the time at this point i'm working with people i i completely trust so yeah this isn't totally the case anymore but yeah there have been times where i'll just send people mp3s and then you know okay great you've signed off on this now once you pay me i will send you the the wave file that is the thing that you would actually submit but like you don't get that wave file until i have the rest of the money you know that makes sense you're just kind of adding those kind of things in um as like barriers of protection yeah Um, yeah Yeah, no that all makes sense i have (laughs) um this is kind of related to the art site because i have i've done some like work with apps and i remember i hired a i hired a programmer once and i'm always i'm always so thorough about like being like okay like I got the money here. I've got the, you know, there. I use a freelance freelancing website. It's like you know, I've got the history on here to back up that I'm going to pay and all that stuff. And it's like you know, you need to send me the code. I have to te- like you have to send it directly to me so I can test it out. And there will be revisions. And once it's good, like I'll pay you the money. You know. Yeah. And I remember this one guy I worked with once. <laughs> where he like held the project hostage where he's like so you're gonna send me the money i'm like i haven't seen any of your work bro and i was yeah, just like yeah, yeah. i would hate for that to happen <laughs> on a like artistic project like like music where it's like <laughs> where it's like okay um yeah we're good like i got the mp3 or i don't know like so whatever yeah. the relevant story would be for you like if someone's just like flips the script on you and is just like all right, I'll take the money now. <laughs> so yeah, it, it yeah. sounds like you, you, but yeah, I think the other thing you said, like, as you, as time goes by, you start building up these relationships where you're just like, well, I've got enough people 
that I trust. I'll just work with them. So maybe, maybe some of these headaches you just naturally avoid as time goes on as well. There was definitely like a period of time where I was working with like all sorts of people, like new people would be coming through all the time. And then there was a turning point where I was like, I know my crew, like I know who the people in my life are that like I make good stuff with. Yeah. So these are the people I'm going to lean into. And like I was, like I've said a few times here, like those people, you also already have like a precedent with about how you like, how you navigate all the financial things for the most part. So, um, yeah, like it just, those, those headaches have, um, mostly, mostly kind of dissipated as I, I, like, I'm, I'm not really working with that, like many new people. Gotcha. I keep wanting to ask you of your, for sound bath and your different monkeyers across different platforms, which it, what's the best performing ambient sound is it ocean waves or rain or what like birds chirping i was actually just i i'm like a um i do i do a lot with spreadsheets and okay. uh, studying what's working like I, yeah. i'm just going like let me see the direct data this is yeah. actually how i built built a lot of this was like I would release things and then I could, you know, Spotify and Apple Music would give me immediate feedback about what was mm. streaming. And so I'd be like, oh, people really like this concept. And so I'd make more based off of the immediate data. Um, oh, cool. So to answer your question, I was just looking at like some of these, some of the playlist data uh, from Apple Music and by, by far it's rain sounds like. Really? significant like yeah probably a third of my streams are rain sounds um and have so, you recorded them all yourself mostly at this point um yeah i've got a little recorder around here somewhere but uh and I'll, also like i'll just record on my phone sometimes too those are the phone sounds great do you um, have a do you have an ear for rain now like do you be like oh that <laughs> Like, you know, like, is it like, oh, that sounds like uh, California Redwoods, like getting, or I don't know, you know, it's like, are you, it's like, oh, this is, uh, this is rain on the cliffs of Scotland, or, I mean, is there, are, what are the differences in rain? I, la I laugh because, I'm like, I've had these conversations with myself, <laughs> and, like, I've, I've spent enough time, like, there would be times when I was living in LA where I'd be like, oh my God, it's raining. And it's like 4 a.m. and I like throw on everything and I just like run outside and I'm like <laughs> finding different places to like crouch down. And I, I found that I really like the sound of rain on cement. Um, oh. There's something about like if I close mic that, um, it's a really, it's a, it's, it, there's like a softness to it. It's, oh. it's crisp, but also kind of soft. Um, uh, yeah, there's it's it's really fun to play with with different uh, you know like okay I'm I'm under like a, a awning like what does that yeah. sound like uh, yeah yeah there there or like is tin garbage can lid or like oh yeah little, yeah yeah <laughs> get get in the car and like recording the roof of the car as it's raining really um, yeah <laughs> that is hilarious that's funny. Recently, I was at uh, a wedding and it started raining, and I, I like was recording the like uh, there were umbrellas out and uh, yeah. like the, just the sound of rain onto the fabric, 
um yeah I've, i just i've started like making i just have all this raw audio um and i mean it's mostly uh they have different playlists like rain playlists ocean waves playlists river playlists there started to be like bird sounds and forest sounds um so a lot of the what i'm specifically capturing like when i was in portugal last week i um uh i like stumbled into this like kind of backyard in a resident or in a commercial district and all of a sudden there was this like tree of birds just like going crazy and i was like it's gold <laughs> it's my gold uh, pull out do enough quarter and <laughs> do enough people in your life know this is what you do so that it's not like what the what the like i i can't imagine how i would react if i was next to someone and it started raining and they're just like oh fuck i can't miss this like and they're just like running around to different surfaces just like what, what the hell is going on like <laughs> no like straight up like what you just said i had a moment with with my partner uh maybe in the last month where it starts raining and we were like in the middle of something and she goes no, you can't miss this. Go, go. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna capture it while we're while getting's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. My friends, like, uh, if my friends are are going on hikes with me at this point, like, yeah. they usually they you know know what's happening in my life, so I'll be like, sorry, I gotta <laughs> go over here and record this river for a second. So, um, actually, I was just yeah, imagining. I was I'm imagining someone being next to you going like, oh, shit, it's going to rain today. And you're just like perking up like, really? <laughs> At this point, I could probably make do the, the cool thing about the cool thing about sound design is there's so many things that I could affect where I could I could literally send you the same like rain sound. That was actually my alarm on my phone going off and it's rain oh, sounds. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, uh, I could I could send you the same rain sound over and over again, like yeah. edited in different ways. And you would like, you'd be like, what? That's not the same thing. Um, mm. So I don't technically like, yeah, yeah. I, I probably have enough of a library now to, to live off of for the rest of my life, but it's still just uh, <laughs> actually from like, a, honestly, from a business standpoint, I'm like, well, wait a minute. I like, I, uh, you know, as an artist, you can write off business expenses. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm traveling, you know, if I need to go travel somewhere, you know, like if I'm now, if I'm going to go, go for the hike, like that gas money is a write off because I recorded a river that day, you know, That's like, true. wow. Thinking again, like a kind of a reverse engineering thing, or, or at least making, um, you know, taking advantage of the game i mean there's such a game that's set up in our country for corporations uh to you could you could of. you could write off just about anything then because you could just be like oh yeah i'm recording the uh what uh open car window air or <laughs> the the wind blowing by the perception of a uh, perspective of a labrador in the back seat of a car <laughs> That's but, but like, from the like aspect of, you know, what we're talking about, a lot about finances and yeah. business stuff like that's something I had a conversation with, you know, a, a creator, he's a lighting designer in his 30s. And I was telling him, you know, like, you can write off entertainment, like you're being 
You could yeah. go to Disneyland and get inspired by the lighting, and yes, that's a write-off for you. Like, uh, and he was that like that was a mind-blowing idea for him. That yeah, was a possibility. But that's that's real, you know. Like we can, there there are advantage to being a creative in this way, where uh, you know if you got your ducks in a row, you know, yeah, I need Netflix because <laughs> I need to be studying the songs that are in TV shows. He could write yeah, off like, some, like daylight and <laughs> moonlight, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I had to go outside today and studying the sun and the <laughs> shadows it created. And oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah. I think I think artists maybe need to do. Yeah, maybe maybe there are more things that we should be doing to ha hack the system if, if it's there for us. Yeah. I, I do think there's a lot of education around uh, you know, biz business stuff that I, yeah. it's it's um, I do like I'm I'm 37 at this point. I, I feel like in the last few years, I've finally gone like, oh, OK, I've, I feel like I've figured enough of this stuff out. And I like part of that is just that's just life like. Experiences you've you've you know do things enough and you fail enough times and you learn and you you yeah. make changes but like also the same, like same time it's 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 a path where there's not a lot of guides um, to be like hey this is you know this is how we do things like if, if someone were to like my dad like like he went to college he immediately like got into his career at a you know banking company and like he had people around him who were like this is how we do things you know whereas yeah um you know from an artistic standpoint like you are really having to like find your find your guides find your mentors lean into the people who have had those experiences um but you you really have to go like find that community you know yeah um you know like um what's his name i was just thinking of something um what's his name uh Charlie, well, you know Jacob Collier. Yeah. And so, he, and um, I actually just saw him live uh, a couple months ago. He was, yeah, yeah it's crazy. I, but, I went but, to that tour too here in San Francisco. Oh yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's unreal. It's just, um, it's, yeah, it's, he's on a different level, but. Um, he's on, uh, he's on a different level. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, the, the other guy, the pop version of him, what's his name? Charlie or who am I thinking Charlie of? Charlie Puth? Is that what Yeah. Talking? So he, like on his TikTok or, or, or on Instagram, he'll, he'll show himself using like basically non-instruments to create musical sounds and incorporates them into his music. Have you ever done that with like any of this stuff you've been recording for rain sure. or, or you you'll put it into like pop or folk songs or like yeah. distorted or yeah 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 absolutely um yeah i mean like i said that i i love the iphone um the iphone actually has a really great mic and like the way mm. they compress audio through there um so you know i've got recordings that go back the last decade that like there have been times where i'll toss things in or sample some like tiny little um sound and I, I use a program called Ableton for recording and Ableton is really great for, you know, like kind of, you know, you can take a little sound and then immediately like throw it out across a keyboard and all of a sudden you have 
oh. that sound as a musical instrument immediately. And so would you use like, or maybe it's, maybe there's more possibilities that I'm thinking of, but would you use like a, like an ocean wave as sort of like a synth where it just kind of like, a, or I don't know, or like, would you use rain as, would you line it up and use it as some sort of like percussion or what, is there an sure. example of how you might, or does it, are the possibilities endless? Yeah, possibilities are endless, uh, man. Uh, you know, you could use like um, rain as like a snare sound, um, mm -hmm. like, you know, like just to kind of go. Ah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, and just like if you, you trim it and, you know, fade it out the right way and maybe like supplement it with another snare or something like that. Or um, a lot of times I'll, I really like uh, things that kind of like rise and and kind of transition you from section to section sorry um, so, someone just tried to call me again <laughs> oh no worries no worries i, I don't like know if you can hear that but yeah anyway i heard i heard it for a second there oh, okay. um uh yeah i like uh, like using white noise um to kind of like as a rise and fall and you know as a transition um mm. yeah i mean the it's like it's limitless <laughs> what you could kind of do with this kind of stuff uh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Man, dude, um, this has gone on. This has been a long conversation. I, I mean, this is good. Um, Fun. I, uh, I, I really hope that, yeah, we can do this again sometime when, like, as the wheels are turning, it's like I know I'm going to have more questions for you, and like. I feel like we could, I could probably ask you questions about, especially the business side for hours, but um, thank, thank you so much for doing this. And like, yeah, man. let me, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, you know, tag you and all that stuff so people can find you because you, you got all your stuff going on and um, your years and years of awesome music that people can listen to. And um, yeah, I've got some like Spotify playlists that, Kind of have like a cross-section of a lot of different artists i've worked with that's perfect okay so, cool well um yeah i guess we'll just end it here and everyone can cool. go check out andrew thanks man